This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102, Springfield Classic Rock. It's Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. Uh, the fog is so thick this morning. How thick is it? You might not even be able to hear us. That's, that's some thick fog. That's pretty thick. It is the first time I can remember ever driving by the lines on the highway. I, I could not see the road on 391 or I-91 until I got into the south end of Springfield. So if you're out there this morning, be careful. And then uh, there's so much fog glare on my way to work. I even turn my lights off. Yeah, you might as well. Unfortunately, if everyone else does that too, there's going to be problems. But uh, meanwhile, today is going to be hot. Sun, excuse me, sunshine and a high near 90. It is uh, 60 flavin in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us after seven o'clock today. Is all kinds of sports to talk to Scott about today. Also, your uh, chance. At the summer stimulus, another keyword of the day around 7.50 this morning could be worth $1,000. There's that and other stuff. It's 5.36 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.51 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Be uh, aware, very, very foggy out there in some areas this morning. That's uh, eventually going to burn off and it's going to be very warm with a high today of about 90 it is uh, 68 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood trash with Dave Coon from Laser 99.3 building over Steve Dangle and Rock Auto Good morning, guys. Good morning, Dave. So, comedy legend Jackie Mason is gone. He died on Saturday. He was 93 years old. He used to complain a lot about his apartment in New York City. I live in a luxury building now. I pay $300 a month rent. But you know what I got? I got music in the elevator. But you know what I do every night? I come home two hours early. I go up and down and I listen. I used to take a girl to a nightclub, cost me a fortune. No more. I take her to the elevator. We've come a long way in comedy, haven't we, guys? Well, I still uh, prefer the aardvark from uh, the ant and the aardvark. Yeah, but that wasn't even him. Oh, that's right. We was, had this was, conversation. It was John Biner who I did I thought it. Biner was the ant. Biner was both. He was both of he them? Was, that's, yeah, that shows I the... Know. I mean, uh, is, Biner, is Biner even alive? I don't think so. I don't no. think so. No. Uh, I think we did the whole... I think we did a whole uh, homage to him. He and what Frank Gorshin and Rich Little, the best comedic impressionists of their day. Jackie, yeah. Jackie Mason was freaking funny. We had him on our show once. Did you? It was very funny. And he didn't die right after. That's pretty good. No, he actually probably waited a good twenty years before he he decided <laughs> he had enough. Simpsons fans might know him as the voice of Krusty the Clown's dad on that Simpsons episode. I do remember that. that. Yeah, I remember that. He's, uh, I believe it was a single episode. See, I thought that was John Biner, too. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of old guys, the Rolling Stones kicking off a 13-stop tour. September in St. Louis, Missouri. Wrapping things up in November. Nice, tight little tour for the Stones. That'll happen in Austin, Texas. Don't know if they're going to add any concert dates near us. And Nothing Mick yet. turns what? When? Boy. He turned, uh, well, today. He turns uh, 78. Today's his 78. birthday. 78. 
<laughs> and Charlie yeah. Watts is even older than that. I mean, yeah, that's what? true, too. Charlie Watts, I believe, is 113. <laughs> but my theory is drummers will live the longest simply because they're more active, they're in shape, and they're not, like, up front, so they don't have the stress of being, like, the they're leader of shape. the band. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, they're in shape? Yeah, because they're, they're pounding on he those drums. He plays the drums. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the least fast. I'm, yeah. I'm in shape. Look, I'm as in good shape as John Bottom is today. <laughs> By the way, uh... Charlie Watts is 80 years old. Yeah. Turned yeah. 80 this month. My last, mom. Last month. My mom turned 80 last month. Uh, I don't see her doing anything at a Stones concert but yelling at him to turn it down. <laughs> Speaking of old guys, the co-founding guitar leader of The Doors, Robbie Krieger, will publish his autobiography coming out October 12th. The title... Set the night on fire. Wow, what a clever title. Yeah. Living, dying, and playing guitar with the doors is the Wait, secondary is, subtitle. Is the title, uh, like, what, the name of an album? A no. Doors album? You know, whoa, whoa, set the night, you know, set the night on <laughs> oh, fire. Oh, set the night on fire. fire. A, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have you not heard any music from the I doors? I try to tune it out this, <coughs> excuse me, the second I realize it's the doors. More rock news for you. Guitarist Nancy Wilson. You don't hear about her as much as Anne. Nancy Wilson t- uh, telling Guitar Player Magazine the Hearts Future touring plans would include a tour in 2022, and then that would be the final go-around for Hart. I'm going to tell you, you know, they played uh, the Xfinity Theater not last summer, but the summer before, because you know, obviously not last year because of COVID, but mm. Anne Wilson sounds as good today as she did when she was in her 30s. Yeah. She's uh, she's kept that voice up very very nice. Probably all that uh, all those chins protecting the all vocal right, cords. Know that is fat shaming, and that is not no, allowed on the show. No, it's chin, as of right now, chin shaming. <laughs> Did you guys do the story about Stain's Aaron Lewis late last week? No. Uh, he was playing in Dewey Beach, Delaware, a solo show, and he did that hit song of Stain's. It's been a while. Sure. He did it twice in the same concert. Did he forget that it's been a while? He said it. <laughs> he said he was drunk. That's he's writing it off to the fact that uh, he was drunk. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Western uh, Mass's own. A set list would have been a good idea. <laughs> I get, right. Well, he probably had one. I mean, mm. you, know, you know how it is when you get to a certain age, you just forget your place, even if you're, even if it's right in front of you. I tell you though, there are some bands that uh, if you don't show up on time and hear the song, you, you wish they would do it again in the same set. <laughs> Especially if they don't have a, a long list of yeah. hit songs, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm sh- uh, proud to say I saw Neil Diamond sing the song Desiree four straight times. In the same show? Yeah, he couldn't give up. It was, a, it was <laughs> like the hit at the time, and uh, he'd finish it, and then the crowd would say one more time, and he played it like literally oh. three and a half, four times. <laughs> I many, don't even know that song. How, well, I, of course you wouldn't. How many, uh, how many suicides were there? None. Because wow. I mean, you, you can't get that many people in the Providence the, the Providence Civic Center, now the Dunkin' Donuts Center, and, and be angry because he did his, his current hit. Yes. Now, if he had done You Don't Bring Me Flowers from the same album, then you're talking about wanting to you know, put a gun in your mouth. I wouldn't care if it was Sweet Caroline. After the second time, stop. See, but that's the kind of the kind of great performer and showstopper he is. Mm. He doesn't yeah. just give it to you once. He gives it to you hard. That's a showstopper, all right. <laughs> I would have loved uh, Brother Loves Traveling Salvation, Salvation Show. Show. Yeah, a little yeah. Cracklin' Rosie would have been all right. All right. Uh, Gary Rossington of Leonard Skinner, recovering from emergency heart surgery, expected to make a full recovery, one of the leading 
members of uh, Leonard Skinner. He helped found the band. He's 69. He's going to do okay. He's going to be back. I think he was also in a band called Rosington Collins. Yes, with Alan Collins, one of the other guitarists from Leonard Skinner. I thought it was a Tom Collins. Because <laughs> the only way I can sit through a full Skinner record. It's pretty wild, though. The guy's name is Rosington, and he's in a band called Rosington. It's like uh, it's like Lou Gehrig coming down yeah, with Lou exactly, Gehrig's disease. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth has released the title of their next album. He posted it on video. You can hear the music playing in the background, and he said the title track will be The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. Megadeth's big hit coming out soon. Wouldn't know them if they were in the room. I think you would, because right now it's only three of us, and if Dave Mustaine were here, you'd say, this must be Dave Mustaine. Yeah, no. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't know their music if you were playing it right now. Oh, I, I could do that. No, that's okay. That's enough Hollywood trash for now. Coming up next, John will have the sports on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? France, the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team, featuring among the greatest professional athletes in the world, couldn't beat the French. You have any idea how hard it is to lose the French people? 25% of my family tree are French. They're some of the worst people I know. And yet somehow they were able to beat Team USA on Sunday, 83-76. That's 25 straight U.S. Olympic victories and one loss to the French. Now, as a French uh, Frenchman, I must tell you that surrender is usually in my blood. When somebody pulls out a game of Scrabble, I quit after pulling the first seven tiles. I surrender during crossword puzzles. The French have such a long history of losing, quitting, backing out, and surrender, it almost seems impossible to imagine they've just handed Team USA their first loss since 2004, which, if you're doing the math correctly, was 17 years ago. And yet, for some inexplicable reason, they beat the U.S. by seven points. Now, thankfully, losing to the French is... Not exactly the death knell that it seems. The elimination rounds are still yet to come, and the U.S. could still win the gold medal. But when you lose to the French, you're projecting to the rest of the world that you are not only vulnerable, but that nearly anybody can beat you. How did this happen? Well, I'm sad to say it was Evan Fournier of the Boston Celtics, who happens to be French, who stuck a fork in the Americans with 28 points. The dude couldn't score 28 points playing for the Celtics, but put him in a French uniform, all of a sudden he's a one-man wrecking ball, outscoring guys like Kevin Durant and his own Celtics teammate Jason Tatum. This is an outrage, not only because Team USA lost, but as someone who happens to be French, this has the potential to completely upset the balance of my French nature. I don't want to start winning stuff now. Surrender is my go-to reaction to things. Change that up today, and I may be on the hook to start caring about stuff, and I'm simply not ready for that. Next up, Team USA faces the Iranian national team, and we all know how well they've gotten along with some of them. Should be quite a show on Wednesday. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Philly cheesesteak egg rolls? Sounds pretty good. That's one of the things you can make on the big green egg from Rocky's or bacon wrap tenderloin. The amount of things you can make on a big green egg is endless you check out their youtube channel they got all kinds of stuff get inspired and then go to rocky's ace hardware and get yourself your own big green egg available at your neighborhood rocky's ace hardware i'm back that's my view from the couch
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 612 at ACDC and Rock 102. It is very foggy out there. It will burn off eventually, and then it will be very warm out there. With a high today of about 90, it is uh, 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohen will be joining us after 7 o'clock. There's loads of sports to talk about. Olympics, baseball, maybe some football, what have you. And then also, the keyword of the day for the uh, Rock 102 Summer Stimulus, it could be worth 1000 bucks. That's coming up around 7.50 this morning. A um, couple of local things uh, that I found, one over the weekend, one just this morning. And the one just this morning uh, confuses me quite a bit. Uh, 22 News was showing um, a protest that was going on Saturday in Chicopee. And uh, according to their website, a proposal for a Cumberland Farms gas station fueled uh, Saturday's protest in Chicopee. If approved, it would be placed near the Grattan Street, McKinstry Avenue intersection, an area filled with small businesses. Residents in the Aldenville neighborhood brought signs as they raised concerns on this controversial proposal. This is an area in Chicopee. Uh, this is a quote from uh, somebody. I, I what's, don't. What's the problem? I'm trying to figure out where the hell they're talking about. This is last week, if you remember, um, there was an accident where a car drove into the side of a gas station at this intersection, of which there already is a gas station convenience store. The only other... Apparently with a drive-thru window. uh, As of last week, yeah. Um, The only other thing on that intersection that I can think of, and this can't possibly be true, there's a park there. Um... Unless they're talking about changing over the existing gas station to a Cumberland Farms, I have no idea. There's no room at this intersection unless they're tearing something down. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't recall. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time over there, so it's hard for me to uh, visualize the intersection. But if is uh, if it's it's tight quarters and probably either they're building onto something. Probably just what you said. They're either building on an existing gas station. In which case, who cares? I mean, if it's already a gas station convenience store and it's simply going to be turning over from a, I don't know what it is right. I forget what it is right now. So what's sparking the protests? Uh, the people who don't want this at that intersection. Who doesn't, who doesn't want a Cumberland Farms uh, in their neighborhood? Uh, uh, Mr. Baldock. Uh, a Chicopee City Councilor showed 22 News the site plan for the project. He and the other protesters are calling on the mayor to vote it down, but also start finding solutions to improve traffic flow in that area. But apparently 22 News did not see the traffic plan, so they did not include it on their website. All right, so what I'm getting is that the it's Bay State Rug selling that business. Oh, okay. okay. So that would be, get ready for this. That would be the northwest corner of the intersection. All right. Is that left or right? Because I don't. That, I, if you were facing, if you were standing in the intersection, facing toward 391, it would be on the left in the front portion of the intersection. Because right. there's a Cumberland Farms, right? I just thought of that. No, wait a minute. That might be a, a honeydew 
thing. Ooh, some competition going on. Well, I mean, honey, I mean, Honeydew is not exactly a convenience store. It's a donut and coffee. Yeah, shop. and I might no, 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 no. I might, I might have the name wrong. I, I think Steve Nagel is behind this, so he can foil another crime occurring at a Cumberland Man, Farms. I don't, I don't know about that. He's. I think he's kind of given up his crime-busting ways. But, you know, the thing about it is I don't really understand why people would be all bugged out about this. You mentioned, uh, you know, Mr. Bulduck with the Pride Stations, but he's already announced he's looking to sell. Yeah, you know, yeah so, but that doesn't what, necessarily mean he wants the competition. It's not competition. I mean, there's there's enough convenience for everybody. I mean, there's sometimes it feel... There's like enough the to all- go over and make us all fat and giggly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are sometimes I just need to go into a Cumberland Farms to pick up some scratchies and a gallon of milk. All right, I'm trying to look at uh, I'm trying to look at Street View, um, but unfortunately, I put myself on Granton Street so far down into Aldenville that I need to uh, use about four gallons of those gas to drive back up the road here. Um, but Bay State Rugs is yeah, that's a pre-existing maybe two-story building, um, and All that right. that will that will make for a very full intersection. But I really want to see what the uh, what the convenience store is. Okay, here it is. I'm on the intersection. And Bay State Rug is yeah right there. Right. And then the convenience store that's there right now is some kind of mini mart. The Chickabee Gulf. Uh, uh, Chickabee Gulf is the one I thought they would replace. No, yeah. this no. is this is going to be a beautiful, spacious. Cumberland, you really stretch out at a Cumberland Farms like that. You you wouldn't put a Cumberland Farms across the street from a mini mart. Why wouldn't you? They all do. Mm, I don't know. You've never been to an intersection where there are multiple gas stations around, including a Cumberland Farms? Yeah, I don't know. If I were the owner of that mini mart, I would be the first one at the town meeting to say, no, this is not what I want. Well, uh, do- doesn't competition make everybody better? It raises the level of the ocean, and all boats win in that circumstance, don't they? Yeah, it's like having restaurants in a row. No, I agree. I mean, it, it, you, you really don't know where they are in this process. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for example, there may be people who are working for the Chickabee Gulf who are uh, you know, involved in this protest saying, <laughs> we, don't want a con- we don't want extra convenience across the road. There's also what appears to be a number of apartments probably uh, attached to that Bay State rug building. So I don't know if they're going to be displacing. uh, Oh, you know what? I think I'm looking at it wrong. I think the apartments are behind the Bay State rug, but I don't know if there's any room between the two buildings. Well, I think anyone who lives uh, around the corner from a convenience store will tell you that there is nothing more convenient, ipso fatso, the reason to call it a convenience store. And is there any place more convenient than a Cumberland Farms? I would say no, there's yeah. not. And I've never been to the Chickabee Gulf, so I don't know what's inside. Do mm-hmm. they got scratchies? They got cheap milk? What do they got? You got everything a convenience store has, which is virtually identical inventory to every other convenience store in the country. Yeah, but if you go You're to asking different... what a convenience store has, no. but, if you, but if you go to say like uh, you know, Parker Street, Wilbraham Road, yeah, you're not gonna drive all the way up there. I'm yeah. not talking about driving all the way over there. I'm saying you have multiple options for gas stations and convenience stores, including a Pride. Plus, they all have their own unique items. You go into a 7-Eleven, they've got their unique items. Cumberland Farms doesn't have Slurpees for you, Christ's sake. You know what, Dave? You bring up a good point. You Sometimes the, the pre-prepared foods exactly. at the Cumberland Farms are completely different than, say, like uh, another store. Prime, uh-huh. whatever. Bingo. So the other uh, local story is that, thankfully, Brimfield apparently uh, got rid of 
Officer Pain in the Butt. And uh, the I thought you retired from publishing <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, see what you did there. So this past weekend's uh, Brimfield Flea Market, the parts that weren't rained out, um, according to Mass Live, the flea market owners impressed with the police department during the July show after months of turmoil. Apparently, the, there was this one cop who had it in for one of the people who owns one of the slots there in, in the uh, in the flea market, and it got to what sounds like a real harassment issue, and this cop ended up arresting people for seemingly minor things, uh, but uh, as I did when I was working that way as well, you have to be reappointed each year by the town selectman, and the selectman of Brimfield reappointed every cop in Brimfield but this guy, and apparently all the other cops and all the people at the fair got along over the weekend. Let me ask you this. When it comes to police training, at any point do they tell you keep your grudges away from traffic details? Uh, No. No. Should they? They, they, uh, you know. uh, Otherwise, you're facing a situation like this where you got one rogue cop with something to prove. Well. And he's hassling, uh, you know, antique pickers all over Brimfield. You know, when when you're in a small town, it, well, first of all, it helps not to live in the town. I, I know there's a lot of people who believe in residency rules. If I'm a cop, I don't want to live in the town that I work. I don't want to eat where I crap. Um, so I'm guessing this guy lives in Brimfield. I'm and sure he's fully aware him. of all the crap being sold at the antique fair. Yeah, yeah. So good to hear the... Uh, antique fair got off this past weekend with uh, only, I believe, five drownings. I don't know of anyone who drowned uh, collecting antiques. No, well, the puddling, I'm sure, was probably quite a problem. And what is police officer Ryan Olsta doing now that he has not been, you know, know. put back on the police force there? I'm sure he's trying to get on another town's department and see if he could be a problem there, too. Putting in a Cumberland Farms at that location, maybe. That's what he's up to. I mean, people are just, you know, innocently trying to buy junk that they really don't need to refurbish. (laughs) And here's this guy causing problems for people. It's innocent people got to park their cars so they can grab a like a rusted old piece of metal. What are you suggesting? Maybe the police officers doing them a favor by no, arresting them I, so I, they can't buy this worthless I, junk? I, I, or I what? I don't think the cop is doing them a favor. If anything, I think a cop is getting in the way of basic antique and commerce. Never been once, and God willing, I will. Whatever years I have left will not change. I that. have, I have been, and it's uh, it's antiques as far as the eye can see. It goes right all the way to the horizon line. Did you buy I, some worthless junk or not? No. What do you think? I'm crazy. <laughs> I got to buy any of that crap. But <laughs> it's always fun to go snooping around, mm-hmm. see what this guy's got, as opposed to what that guy's got. And primarily, it's all the same stuff for miles on end. But occasionally, you can pick up a real gem that might be worth something. It's like not knowing what's in one convenience store from another one. You'll buy your crap at Target, thank you very much, right? Well, at least I know it's new. Yeah, right. Although I can't necessarily <laughs> prove that. It's 624 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's 627 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Once again, very, uh, very foggy, Well, although I'm, I haven't been in my car for over two hours, so I'm assuming it hasn't burned off yet, but it was very foggy, certainly on 391 and 91. It will burn off and then get very warm. High today, about 90. It's uh, 68 in downtown Springfield. Scott Cohn will be joining us after 7 o'clock with, uh, with sports. Also, the summer stimulus keyword of the day coming up around 7.50 this morning. Let's laugh. Tell me. 
Tell me which one. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. A lady goes to the vet. Yes. And learns. uh, She goes to the vet because she's got a problem with a snoring dog. And uh, she finds out that if um, you put a ribbon around the penis of a snoring dog, <sighs> it will roll over and stop snoring. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's not true, by so the way. I, I believe it could be. I might have to find out. The next night, the dog is snoring, so uh, the lady goes to the kitchen, gets a red ribbon, and ties it around the dog's penis. And he stops snoring. Really? Stops snoring, yeah. So later that night, uh, the woman's in bed. She She's having a hard time sleeping anyway, because now her husband is snoring. <laughs> So uh, she goes back to the kitchen, gets another uh, blue ribbon. The dog, uh, she got a red ribbon, by the way, for the dogs. The husband gets a blue ribbon. She goes back to the bedroom. She ties it around her husband's penis. And sure enough, he rolls over and stops snoring as well. Fascinating. Isn't it? Unbelievable. The next morning, the husband wakes up and he looks at the dog and then he he looks down at himself and he says, uh, Jesus, I don't know what happened last night, but it looks like we came in first and second. (laughs) (laughs) Is he, he thinks there was some kind of thing that way. I'd never even heard That's of that before. Disgusting. I had to try it when I get home. <laughs> Bax and O'Brien. 632 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. And filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. COVID-19 rearing its ugly head again in Provincetown. Alex Morse, the you know new boss of Provincetown with a proclamation that the indoor mask mandate will now go back into effect in Provincetown. This stems from an influx of visitors around Independence Day and it's impacted more than 500 people across multiple states. An emergency virtual meeting last night. The popular Cape Cod communities. Yes. Yeah. They had this uh, announcement from Alex Morse last night and he will have the indoor mask requirement in Provincetown until the COVID-19 testing positivity rate dips below 3%. This is what happens when you are managing a part of the Cape that's so damn popular. Mm -hmm. If you're uh, like some place where nobody ever goes, like Truro, because there's nothing to do there, then, then then everyone's fine. You go to Provincetown where you get all these people jammed up in uh, you know next to each other. Was, uh, that's how these super spreaders happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to find uh, because I had heard, I thought I heard that um, either Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard was putting in. I, I don't want to start a rumor, particularly if I'm wrong. Uh, and if I am, I, I'm not saying it happened. I thought this is what I heard that they might be putting in restrictions and. Now I'm a little bit nervous about this because I just booked uh, a weekend at uh, at Block Island, and part of the biggest reason why they cancel these things is because of ferries. They don't want a bunch of people on the ferry. Although I was on one a couple last month when I went to Long Island, and you had to be masked, but at least they were running. So I hope my uh, my first time ever trip to Block Island doesn't get ruined by this. Well, it it does appear that uh, Martha's Vineyard is the one that's got the uh, the confirmed cases of okay of the Delta variant. That's not to say that the uh, Block Island couldn't also be destroyed by it too. Yeah, I mean, right you're not on. going to when. 
not this coming weekend, the weekend oh, after. Oh, there's plenty of time yeah. for that to start that's, to emerging. That's what I mean. That's what I'm worried about. But not, you're but you're vaccinated, right? I am, but you've seen uh, these breakthrough uh, somebody in my family. I'm not, uh, also vaccinated, just tested positive. Well, how about John Rahm, the golfer, tested positive again? This mm-hmm. was like six weeks ago. He's out of the Olympics. He was supposed to golf at the Olympics. Yeah, but but what we but uh, and you know, obviously I don't want to you know violate any mm. you know personal things. But how many of those people had pre-existing conditions going into it? Every single one of them. Well, so there you go. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know actually. Another health update for you here about eating what you catch in Massachusetts lakes, ponds, rivers. Oh, the oh, consumption that. advisory <laughs> list is I out. Thought you were talking about relationships. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. There may be a subset of that. Uh, John. I, don't, I don't think herpes is on the list. Uh, uh, the Connecticut River, by the way, in towns from Northfield through Longmeadow. Do not consume channel catfish, white catfish, American eel, mm, and yellow perch. Where did you get this story from? From MassLive.com. Yeah, this we, we, morning? Yes. Because we did it last. We talked did, about this did, on did, Friday. Did you? Okay, yeah. so I, I, don't, I don't know if there are updates to this list or not. Since I wasn't on the show on Friday, right, I, I have I mean, no that, idea. That could be it, but the, the issue is you know high mercury and PCB content. Correct, correct. So I won't go over the same material if you guys covered it on Friday already. Well, God bless... Uh, Mass Live, though, because I thought it was from Mass Live the first time. Probably mm. not. Probably from a, a, a more reliable source, say like a 22 News or the yeah. Penny Saver. Yeah. All right, well, how about the, the shortages for kids going back to school this fall, according to the Wall Street Journal? Another health-related topic here. Apparently, schools concerned about shortages of juice boxes, hamburger beef patties, and, oh, my God, chicken tenders. These are among the items that are in short supply because of labor deficiencies and supply chain issues. Also, other expected... School doesn't start for another month, right? I know. I know. Well, you know... You got to have your juice boxes all lined up and ready to go. I know, but your perishables like hamburger patties and and, and, uh, chicken nuggets, while they can be frozen... I mean, yeah. How far in advance do they make these things? Well, that's just, uh, this is what I think we're seeing behind the scenes now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. These are the Christmas chicken patties. Uh, and look, we already have the second semester juice juice boxes coming in this week. Defrosted just the yeah. way you like it. You were expecting fresh food at right. the schools? Come on. No, man. I wasn't. But but slightly less less unfresh food. Like yeah. you know how like the burger that you get. In May or June of the next school year. That's what I'm saying. Was that processed in July of the previous year? Probably. We're getting a look behind the curtain. That's mm-hmm. not right. Some of the other shortages for schools this fall would include canned fruit, corn dogs, salsa, uncrustables, sandwiches, and even actual lunch trays themselves in short supply. Let me ask you a question. Mm. When you ever had a corn dog, what do you do with a stick? Uh, first of all, I'm happy to say I have never had a corn dog. Come on. Never. Really? Never had a no. corn dog? No. It's the first time for everything. We ought to have some delivered. First of all, I don't like the implications. Uh, <laughs> secondly, you just, you have to walk around with the stick for the rest of the day. Yeah. I got, I got a real problem with food on a stick. Mm-hmm. I don't like a food on a stick. Otherwise, you're stuck with a stick. What about a popsicle? Good old fashioned American popsicle. You got Same a problem thing. with that? Same thing. Yeah. I ah. get, I get... Very agitated if someone gives me a fudgicle or a creamsicle or something like that. It's like, you know, now what do I do? I got a stick in my hand. Corn and it's, dog. Well, I don't mind a corn dog. A corn dog. What's wrong? What's so wrong with a corn dog? Is it the hot uh, dog geez, or the corn I can't meal? Decide you like? whether I don't like the corn or the dog. Well, do you like them separately, like cornbread? 
No, I don't like cornbread. All right, well, then yeah. there you go. Yeah. I happen to like cornbread. I also happen to like hot dogs. I just don't like both on a stick. All right. Hey, we have some trivia champions in our midst. The four-member team from Northampton High School's class of 2016 set a national trivia record for Applebee's restaurants. It was a marathon recently of more than seven hours of trivia. They took on 391 trivia questions, answered 246 correctly. The most difficult part of it was being in an Applebee's for seven hours. Finally, something satisfying out of an Applebee's. That's what they should get the award for. Their opponents, by the way, not in-person adversaries, but customers from around the nation who competed at the same time via an app at the kiosk at the restaurant tables across the country at Applebee's. Which means somehow Applebee's was able to get seven hours worth of customers in a number of different restaurants on the same day. Seven, God bless them. Imagine being in an Applebee's for seven hours. I mean, I can totally see <coughs> Not it. even if I was wearing an apron. I mean, I could totally see it as a, at a Friendly's because that's normally how much it takes to get your meal at a Friendly's. But at an Applebee's, please. Although, you know, you keep those... Uh, cheeseburger quesadillas coming and i suppose i could be there for a while not seven hours so you're down on the cheeseburger quesadillas but no for the corn dogs absolutely not apples and oranges actually Uh, quesadillas and corn dogs how about frosted flakes how do you stand on frosted flakes i like frosted flakes only if it's mixed with heroin fentanyl (laughs) cocaine and uh, i believe a gun it's a different kind of frosting well that's exactly what happened a mass state trooper making that great discovery inside the frosted flakes cereal box did you guys do this one as well as uh, yeah we did okay we did it on wednesday all right well i saw it again in mass live and since i don't know what you guys really what What is it with these guys Today you saw this on yes. Mass Live? Yes. Wow. That's all right. They are hurting over there. Yeah, this story we did uh, at the very latest, we did it on Friday, which right. means it happened on Thursday. All right. How about the uh, men accused of hollowing out custom furniture in Puerto Rico? Busted here in Springfield. Did you do that one? We didn't do that, but I saw that. I thought it was uh, Saturday. Well, these four men, including one from Springfield, accused of hollowing out that custom furniture in Puerto Rico and then filling it with nearly five tons of cocaine, street value $144 million. Then they sent it to Massachusetts. You're not going to find that in Bob's pit. You might. Unfortunately, uh, there's going to be a long line of people wanting to buy it. Uh, I'm not so sure. I mean, uh, is it comfortable to sit on that much, uh, that many bags of drugs? You don't even feel it. That's like a pillow for yeah. your feet. If it's a, like a like a stool or a Davenport, gives you extra support for your back. A, helps you out a little bit. A Davenport. Listen to how yeah, you just aged yeah. yourself in a second. <laughs> One arrest, by the way, taking place in Springfield. Abel Mantilla was busted on Thursday. One of the four men yeah. who had sent this furniture stuffed with cocaine to Massachusetts, Connecticut, Florida, and New York. I don't know how they found it. I don't know whether uh, they got information on it or... Uh, Couch-sniffing dogs. A dog. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, dogs that aren't allowed on the couch have grudges and uh, start sniffing around That's them. That's a good point. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The drug-sniffing dog gets in the couch. Uh, Get off that couch! God damn it. You know, I, I swear to God I can smell fentanyl in this couch anyway. I never, want, I never wanted to be on it anyhow. 
There was a big golf tournament over the weekend at Franconia Golf Course, the nonprofit organization I Found Light Against All Odds, having their fourth annual fundraiser scramble tournament on Saturday at Franconia. The nonprofit, they have a mission to support and impact at-risk youth and their families through various resources. And uh, the opening of the I Found Light Against All Odds Lighthouse for Homeless Teen Girls, one of the benefactors of this golf tournament. I believe it was the only golf tournament that was played so far this summer. What, what because of the bad weather? <laughs> yeah. 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 Although Saturday was beautiful. That was it. They picked the right day. Saturday was great, but, I mean, you're still dealing with conditions from previous rainstorms, oh, yeah. so it makes it really probably pretty gummed up up there. A lot of, uh, a lot of courses aren't even allowing carts right now. Mm-hmm. And I will not walk a <laughs> golf course. Dave walks. I barely even walk mini golf. Dave and I have talked. You you walk golf courses. Absol- that's 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 like a that's, that's like ridiculous. a mental defect. I right did this there. weekend actually. Well, walk, walked a t- total of thirty six holes. Again, Thank you, very you really much. probably had no choice. No, I love doing that. It's your exercise, John. Please. Come on, man. What does exercise and golf have to do with? If you're walking. You're it's at- better than driving. You're adding a layer of athleticism <laughs> that golf was not designed for. <laughs> President Joe Biden's approval rating has dipped six percentage points, his lowest mark now since taking office in January, according to the latest Gallup poll. Biden's reduced rating comes as highly contagious COVID-19 Delta variants and Lamba variants are spreading. And apparently, uh, according to Gallup, this is the first time that support for Biden among independents has dipped below a majority to 48%. Even Democratic support for Biden at 90% marks a new low for his presidency. Well, then, you know what? Let's bring back a guy who actually encourages people to boo the soccer team, the U.S. women's soccer team, and suggests that LeBron James get a sex reassignment surgery. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring that back. I don't think you can go back. I think you have to look forward. And oh, even, well, he, he is, and, and he believes he's coming back for the forward. You're, you're put, let's listen to what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. You get, you're, getting, and, you're getting yourself over, overly agitated for nothing. Him and JFK Jr., I told you. It's on a banner in Palmer. It's all spelled right, too. I told you there's a couple of banners. There's now I saw two banners up in Vermont this weekend. Mm-hmm. One I told you about before where it says, you know, F Biden. Yeah. Now, now there's a second one. They've galvanized. Now they're forming militias. They got. Uh, I think they're serious. I think they really do want to do that to Biden. Somebody has that in uh, New Jersey, and the town. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, F Trump, and uh, the town forced them to take it down. And of course, the court came in and said, "No, that's it's freedom of speech." See, I think in Vermont, they're all you know looking to. Are looking to militarize themselves, form militias, get their their muskets and bayonets, and start storming the uh, storming the White House. Yeah, everyone thinks they're just farming up there, but uh, not so. No, they're doing a hell of a lot more than that. Uh, mark this down in the only in Florida category: a man showing off his new gun to patrons in a Florida bar shot himself by mistake. Thank God he shot himself. The unidentified dip shirt was. Inside O'Reilly's Uptown Tavern in Pensacola, Florida. Happened 11 o'clock Thursday night. Sounds like a classy watering hole. Oh, yeah. He pulled out the gun to show it off to a man and a woman at the bar. And the man then made a quick motion to put the gun into an imaginary holster. That's when it went off. Mm -hmm. And he shot himself in the torso. What was it in before he took it out? 
You know, that's a good point. Probably his waistband of his pants. Don't they all stick it there? I his mean, waistband uh, of his uh, sh- of his uh, sweats. Yeah, the, right. The Plaxico Burris uh, option. Right, yeah. and, and probably in front. We've talked about this before. Why not put it in the back where the cops and detectives on television put it? Now, then nothing important can get shot off. Because if you're showing off a gun in the uptown bar of uh, Pensacola, you're probably not bright enough to think that way. I'm just guessing. But in certain parts of Florida, everyone's got a gun in a bar. Mm-hmm. Well, that's don't probably they... true, but they generally don't show it off. No, but don't they like like shoot the bullets in the air every time someone buys a drink? No, that's, that's Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Maybe that's where I'm getting confused. Mm-hmm. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. That's news to me on Rock 102. Highs in the 80s today with lots of sunshine. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.53 on Rock 102. Still a little cloudy. Uh, I mean, foggy, rather. Very foggy. Uh, That's going to burn off, and it's going to get hot today. A high of about 90, the same for tomorrow. But uh, no heat wave, because by Wednesday, it's going to cool down a lot. It's 68 right now in downtown Springfield. Sunday, August 22nd, a big day around here. It's Bacon and Brews, driven by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. It's a it's a it's a day dedicated to the things we love, both beer and bacon. It uh, goes from noon to three, and your admission includes all kinds of incredible bacon inspired uh, bites prepared by the log cabin chefs, and of course, uh, best of all, there's a there's a, there's beer that has been carefully selected. Are you making this up? Perfectly? No, 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 no. It like they, they've matched up certain. Food items with the the craft beers that are selling. Yeah, there so you go. So there you go. So you get something, uh, you know, something great to eat, something good to drink, plus live music from James, the James Paul Band and Double Dose of Dave, plus a lot of other great stew, uh, great stuff as well. Tickets are on sale at rock102.com. You must be 21 or older with a positive ID tenter. It's Bacon and Brews, driven by the Tommy Carr Auto Group and Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements, August 22nd at the Log Cabin, part of the Classic Rock Summer here on Rock 102. So, uh, being a realist, I uh, never really consider myself lucky enough to bother to buy lottery tickets uh, because there's just too many people playing, whether it's an only in-state game or the multi-state games. And even when you whittle down the chances to only the people who have been vaccinated, I did not bother signing up for uh, Vax Millions. Today is the first drawing. There's going to be five of them. Now, here's what I don't get and what I heard reported earlier this morning. The drawings will be on Mondays, again, for five weeks. Right. The winners will be announced on Thursday. Why does it take three days? That's a drawings good- will be held once a week for five weeks, starting tonight. They will continue every Monday through the 23rd. The first drawing is the 26th. Winners are expected to be announced later in the week following each drawing. Well, they look at the contact the winner first and then announce it publicly. Maybe contact them, make certain that they got the vaccine that they claim to have gotten, and then maybe that's it. Maybe maybe they're, you know, they're well, I would think authenticating. Be, I would think you would be disqualified. You'd be arrested. I don't think you'd be arrested, but I think you'd be disqualified from the prize if you were lying about it. Well, that's what I mean. And they probably think it would take them a day or two to 
to figure it out. Well, I know you're talking about being a realist, but you're, you're talking about just Massachusetts residents. You've got a fairly good chance of winning. Yeah, 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 sure. I mean, compared to Powerball but, or, yeah. or, or Mega Bucks, sure, you've got a much better chance. Nah, nah, i got a better yeah, chance of getting COVID even with the vaccination. Yeah, your sense of being a, a, a realist is a, it's your own reality. It's not everybody else's. That's I, the only one I have to worry about. Yeah, well, then don't try to impose it on everybody else. I'm looking to win a million dollars, and the day where, I do is you'll, the, the last day you'll see me here. Where did you hear me trying to impose it on anybody else? I said I don't do it. I'm not going to buy a lottery ticket. I'm not going to believe that I'm going to be the lucky one. When do I ever get anything lucky? I'm on the other oh, side. I, I, I don't know. You survived cancer three times. Seems to me that's pretty lucky. <laughs> Please, it's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Connecticut. I got to move to Massachusetts so I can become part of this whole deal. Yeah, can, uh, yeah Connecticut's done nothing for right. your people. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Well. Tonight's the first drawing, so and if you haven't gotten the uh, vaccine yet, you're uh, you're too late. I guess the twenty second was when you had to. Yep. It was last Thursday. There was a deadline. I signed up. I'm ready to go. Oh if yeah. I, if my check comes, so long, suck town. I'm leaving. We won't hear from you again. You won't just won't show up one morning. That's it. It'll, out. it'll be the O'Brien and Steve show. That's yeah. it. Hold your breath. You're gonna have them. <laughs> Six fifty eight to Rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, I've never been a particularly big fan of the New York Yankees. I'm also not a big fan of New York Yankees who are accused of domestic violence. I'm even less of a fan of watching those sort of fellas achieve impressive career milestones, and I really don't like when those career milestones come nearly at the expense of the Boston Red Sox. Thankfully, things didn't have to come to that yesterday, and the Red Sox were able to stage a brilliant eighth-inning comeback to beat the Yankees at Fenway Park by a score of 5-4. to four. Here's what makes this Red Sox win so damn glorious. Yesterday, after pitching seven innings, New York's Domingo German was on his way to pitching a no-hitter. After tossing ten strikeouts and everything, the guy looked terrific if you like that kind of thing, which I should point out, I do not. By that point, everybody expects this no-hit bid was gonna gonna last, and the Yankees are probably gonna win. After all, they were ahead for nothing. Clearly, there was no way the Red Sox were gonna tear the sucker open in the eighth inning. That was until Alex Verdugo ended the no-hit bid with his uh, with an eighth-inning double. Then that uh, then the wheels start to come off as Renfro knocks back an RBI single. Christian Vasquez then singles to right center. Renfro scores. Cadero singles, and Kike, Kike Hernandez. Doubles to left, sending Vasquez home. And then you have Xander Bogarts with a sacrifice, sending in Kiki uh, with the second and the go-ahead run, which eventually wins the game. Blah, blah, blah. The Red Sox win. And for anyone who tells you that this happy horse crap that baseball is boring and doesn't have a pulse, take a look at the evaporating mood of the visiting dugout at Fenway yesterday. It went from high fives to astonishing humiliation in just a blink of an eye. And while I'm sure you Yankee fans are disgusted by what happened, I thought it was fantastic. Nobody likes being on the receiving end of a no-hitter, and the Red Sox proved that you don't really have to be, especially against a hot-headed dirtbag like Domingo Herman. Yes, folks, that was great, great baseball, and that's what makes this thing so damn great. Sorry, Yankee fans. We'll see you in about three and a half weeks when we torch things up at your house for a change. But hey, never mind yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. What kind of grill would be best for you? Go to the Palmer Rockies and talk to Matthew. 
Learn about the Webbers and the Traegers and the big green eggs. Matthew loves talking about grills. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11. We're back to O'Brien at Rock 102. Some fog out there. That'll burn off, and then it's going to get very hot. About 90 today. 68 now in downtown Springfield. Uh, in the studio with us right now, not only uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 993, but also Scott Collins. Good to see you. Good to see you guys, too. Thankfully, we have enough chairs. Actually, yeah. no, we don't. <laughs> we don't have enough chairs. That's how busy it is in here. So where we do we start, before Baxi? Scott showed up. Yeah. I want to I talk about what I think is maybe the most incredible situation ever, and that is Team USA losing to, of all teams, yeah. France. I yep. Mean, France surrenders to everybody, <laughs> and they, we still couldn't beat them. You know, I, well, first of all, there's NBA players playing on the French team, too. Including uh, uh, Fournier from the Celtics, who wanted to score like 28 points. Exactly. He Don't was, Google his name. He was what the, the hell is up with that? What's what? I mean, I understand he's French, but if he's playing for an American professional basketball club, he should be playing for the American Olympic team. No, well, no, it's no. Not no, his country no, no. of origin. It's just like Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, he, he can't play for the U.S. And that happens. It happens a lot too in international soccer, where somebody like you know, uh, where uh, Ronaldo, you know, plays is plays you know in one country, but then he goes and he plays uh, on a World Cup team for another country, and then ends up playing the country that he plays in in the World Cup and trying to beat them. It's so. no different than, say, when they play hockey in the Winter Olympics. you got all the Canadians playing for you know, Team Canada oh, or, or you know, Team Russia. No they're, doubt. They're not going to be playing for the United States, even though you know, most of them are, are, are the French. Yep, but back to, uh, back to the game. Yeah, a 25-game a uh, USA win streak uh, with the like two-time defending gold medalist. They've only lost like four games in in Olympic history, and they get nailed by the French. Man, first loss since two thousand four for yeah. Team USA. Yep. Yeah, seventeen years. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's just like, how is that even possible? Now they say that there was like jet lag and. Yeah, you know, these guys were tired, but you know what? So the United, Baxi, the United States team was taking it in the shorts in games leading up to the Olympics. So they have they have not been playing well. Yeah. And you know, you get all you get a, a great super team together, but in if they can't play together as a team, it, it doesn't matter who's on the roster. They lost to Nigeria before the Olympics began for and they had, out They've loud. got a ran coming up on Wednesday, so uh that could uh, Oh but, boy. That could be a big one. But the French. I mean, I, huh? I, I I'm part French. These well are, then, you should. Well then, we're that, not athletic people. That just that says it all right it says, there, buddy. It says it all. Like a twenty-five percent French blood coursing through my, you know, my my non-competitive genes, and I know that the, these people aren't capable of beating anybody. Come and yet on, they beat Team USA. The French team used to have Tony Parker as their point guard, mm -hmm. the San Antonio Spurs star. Yep. So yep. come on, man, yep. it happens. That, that your 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 logic means nothing to me today. <laughs> the uh, U.S. women. Having a little bit of a problem with the gymnastics, huh? Gymnastics last night. I, I wouldn't get too, um, you know, if you if you just go and look at the um, at the headline, it, it can be a little disconcerting. But I, I don't think I'd get too carried away with that. The you know, listen, they've they always finish on top, even in the preliminaries. Russia just edged them out. Everyone qualified for, and you know, and uh, everybody qualified for the events they needed to qualify for, including the team. So let's just 
I, I wouldn't get too upset about I it. I stumbled across uh, some of it on Saturday, and I found myself watching it for a while. And first of all, I was thinking, how did this sport even get into the Olympics? And then watching it, I'm like, eh, the skateboarding. I'm glad you brought that up, man. It's, I- it's, I mean, it is clearly a talent. It is clearly uh, something that, for the life of me, I don't know how everyone who does it isn't crippled before they reach the point <laughs> well, of being an Olympian. Well, because they know how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but still, I just—it's uh, an Olympic sport. I think. I think what um, I, I was glad we're talking about the skateboarding thing because I guess some a thirteen-year-old from Japan won a gold medal. <laughs> So I go on YouTube and, uh, you know, I didn't watch it, obviously. Very few mm-hmm. of us did. So I went on YouTube and I watched what it was all about. And I'm just like, you know, you know, cue eye roll. What's this? What is this all about? But I likened it to remember when we were kids and we would watch ABC's Wide World of Sports. Sure. And mm-hmm. they would have like the motorcycle yep. with the with the uh, treads on the ice. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you and you and we loved it as kids. And meantime, you're looking at your father sitting in the lounge chair next to you. He's like, "What? what what's this all about? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, because then he'd want to switch to golf. He'd want to switch. Which back then we thought we, was you're watching golf on right. a 14 inch. Analog yep. TV. There's, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's this stuff is obviously not for us. But well, you, there's break dancing in the Olympics now, yeah, well, right? I mean, there's everything. As a former break dancer myself, <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, I want to see video of that. I uh, would dance and break stuff, and I was very good at. You it. You were very good at. In it. fact, one of these guys uh, skateboarding Saturday had a had his arm in a cast. Of course they, they did. Said he broke two bones in his arm the day before. You, you know what it is. I think this is true of a lot of events, uh, you know, winter and summer Olympic Games. These are not sports that anyone normally gives a frog's fat ass about. Yeah. But how many times do you start watching and then all you realize, hey, wait a minute, I've just given this thing uh, an hour and a half of my time. Like curling, for example. Oh, my God. Does that curling to me, too. It's like, awesome. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, the, first time awesome. you, the first time curling you see it, is you think, great. The first time you see it, you think this is the most inane, <laughs> mm-hmm. stupid yard game I've ever seen. Sure. On ice, but then all of a sudden you're watching the Olympic curling, and two or three hours later you say, "Well, can he make this one?" Well, you know, I know, <laughs> well, I know what it is with the curling is because you watch the curling and and you think that I can do that, but when we're watching the skateboarding yesterday, we know we can't do that. But the thing is, with with competitive curling, is no. You can't do that. You, it's I, such a finesse to that totally game. Totally is. That's it. It's that those guys are real athletes. Even you the know, dudes of the brooms. Listen, I don't, don't want to tell you how good I was on the uneven parallel bars. I don't think I care to I know about you that. You've been uneven was, at a number of bars. I was quite flexible. <laughs> quite um, flexible. I, I, I do want to talk about yesterday's uh, Red Sox Yankees game. Be- Man, best, what a best win of the year without question. Hands down, there being no hit into uh, into the seventh inning. Yep. And all and they're down four nothing. And all of a sudden the Red Sox. You know, typically when a, when a team is being uh, no hit, they kind of just give up and yeah. let the guy have it. But the Red Sox said, "Oh no, to hell with that. You're not going to no hit us." At Fenway, and they came storming back with an explosive eighth inning. I tell you, man, there's there's really, and you know, and I know we've talked about this multiple times over the last couple of months. In the beginning of the year, all we did was just, you know, go to the bathroom all over this team. 
Uh, they started off awful, but there's so, I love these guys. They're they are they are fun to watch. They know what they're doing. Uh, they they scored five runs to win the game. Uh, they take the weekend series from the Yankees. They took the season series from the Yankees, and they stayed in first place by a game. And, it's and they've fantastic. done fantastic. They've done it without Alex Cora having without having him beat on a, beat on a garbage any, any can garbage or, cans or anything, equipment. at least none that we know about. Now, now this right. again is the team that you said backs at the beginning of the season yes. was going to suck. Yeah, we all everybody did. did. Everybody I wasn't. Did. I didn't say. <laughs> Well, you because you didn't know everybody. Everybody who was talking about baseball at the beginning of the season that this team is a, is a last place loser. No question about it. Are and, they? You know when they and when they traded you know Mookie Betts out to L.A. and what they got um, uh, in return for him. Um, and and these guys are just they're killing it. They're so much. They're so fun to watch. And Chris Sale, I guess, is is on his way back. He's going to pitch in Worcester on Saturday. Yeah. In what could be his final tune-up before he he shows up, and he's been pitching well, tremendous upside. So uh, a full uh, coach with the Patriots is uh, out of a job, yep, because of uh, the vaccine, refusing to take the vaccine. I tell you what, though that that was a pretty heavy-handed policy they handed down uh, last week from the commissioner's office to say, you know, if if a team isn't taking it, it's going to forfeit a game. And the and the team that you were supposed to be playing against is going to get a win. That's kind of tough. It's um what what's going on with that is if you um if you can't uh, field uh say enough players to play a game, they are they're not going to go out of their way this year to to uh jump through hoops to reschedule your game. Mm-hmm. So if something happens where a game has to get postponed, you're you're gonna you could end up forf- forfeiting a game. And these coaches. Tier one coaches, you know, that are dealing with the players um, hands on, you have to be vaccinated or you're out. And I I don't know why if if there's anybody out there that is surprised at this or who has an issue with this, you know, get a grip, man. We're COVID is back and we're (laughs) it's. COVID is back, man. It's back, baby. It's back, baby. Yeah, and we've, I mean, you know, better we, than ever. I, be, yeah, exactly. And, and Popovich is now the second assistant coach that's yeah. lost their jobs because of this refusal mm-hmm. to get vaccinated. You know, I mean, listen, everyone's got their own point of view about vaccination, but if it's a matter of you keep your job, you don't keep your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, that's the rule, it. man. It, that's that's the rule, and you don't you don't get to sit there and and make a personal decision when it, it affects. Uh, a multi-million dollar enterprise and other people. I'm sorry. I don't care what level it is. Even, you know, it's going to, I don't want to get. They said even the, uh, even the players association didn't have any problems. No, you've got, if you're, if you're around people like that in a sports locker room, you've, you've got to play ball. You've got to be vaccinated. Anybody who has an issue with this is out of their mind. Yeah, And the timing isn't, uh, I mean, obviously with the Delta variant, you know, kind of, you know, blowing up a little bit right now, you would say, well, the timing uh, is uh, is interesting. But, you know, this is also the week where a lot of, you know, camps are beginning. They're opening so, this week. So, you know, a lot of teams probably feel like they've got no choice. If a guy is refusing to do it, you know, you got guys coming in next week. We've, o- we've only heard the beginning of this, as John alluded to earlier. Players are going to be testing, uh, are going to be testing positive for COVID. It it's not going away. It seems like it's it's the resurgence. You know, whatever's happening, the NFL and the country, it's a microcosm of each other. COVID is back. We are not done dealing with it yet. And teams that negotiate uh, the disease, 
better than others are going to be the ones that are going to have a big advantage. By Wednesday, I'll be the first one in this room with a Guardians jersey. <laughs> yeah, how about that, right? Yeah. Is there anybody who likes that nickname? I mean, come on. I think, well, you know, it's I, I don't have any skin in the game, obviously. I love the logo. I'd, oh. I, I'd, wear, a, I'd wear a Guardians hat. Come on, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know what it's all about. You know, but. I, uh, I know many <laughs> prison guards in this country that find it to be offensive. Offensive. That they've chosen the word guard <laughs> and uh, have used it to morph into a uh, into a, a demeaning sports they, they named it after pieces of concrete yeah. on a bridge in cleveland my yeah. conservator doesn't did. have a problem with it <laughs> okay Brittany. <laughs> i'm sure yeah i mean you've we've known for a while they were going to change the name and some of the other options were worse than the guardian i i i think i mean the- guardians i'm not crazy about but Considering what else they had to choose from, they're, they're, like the naps, like, like yeah, like the, no, yeah, yeah. listen. But there used they, to be a team in Cleveland named the Spiders. the Spiders. That would have been cool. Yeah, they yeah. were. That was the that was the uh, the, the Indian team yeah. way I've, back when. The Spiders. I've been in Cleveland. There's loads of infestation there. Do you did you read anywhere? I didn't really dig deep into it. Where where they got the Guardian name from? Where, there is where, a where a concrete bridges. bridges. Right. There's bridges yeah. in Cleveland. Yeah, that with that, these gigantic. Guardian statues, stanchions right. that hold up the bridge are these concrete, amorphous looking. There's nothing to it. I mean, the very bridges people yeah. use to get the hell out of Cleveland. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that exactly. would be like if Springfield got a baseball team and we called them the South End Bridge. That's, I mean, that's really no. It. We call them the Buxtons. Yeah, the Buxtons. That's like, what that, that's, that that's would called be the, name the South End Bridge. <laughs> well, that, I think they only like Guardians because it has I A N S, just saw, like Indians yeah. at the end. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at it right now, and yeah. you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be uh, big Scrabble points. See, yeah. that so would that would not have been my that that would not have been uh, you know the choice that I would have my guess for what they would have named the team mm-hmm. but and you weren't consulted huh I didn't no one called very no. surprised to oddly enough yes <laughs> it's very odd uh we're out of time it's good to see you yeah good to see you guys too all right enjoy the uh, the rest of the olympics it's uh, 725 scott cohen a rock 102 downtown it's 728 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss the Bax and O'Brien show, you can always check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's absolutely free. You put it on your mobile device and you can listen to the Bax and O'Brien show when it is convenient for you. It's all brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. And this week, Baxi's musical podcast, my special guest, Colin Molding from the band XTC. Really good interview. You can check that out on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and on BaxnellBryan.com. So I went to the uh, Friday night, free Friday night concert at uh, MGM this past Friday night. Uh, L.A. Backstage Pass was playing. That's uh, the name of the band? That's the name of the band. And uh, L.A. Backstage uh-huh. Pass? What a yeah. mouthful that is. At least it wasn't Garden. They, Guardi- Guardians, right? Yeah. yeah they, right. Um, they're an 80s hair band, and they are. it's like Kiss. They're in... Basically, costumes and uh, you know, long hair, wearing the clothes from the '80s. They're a very good band, actually. But what I had forgotten, and and I don't understand why they can't adjust this. And I'm hoping that my suggestion will be taken to heart. It started at 7:30. Now, I I had forgot because you know, with COVID, there were no concerts last year. Um, it was the biggest crowd they've had this season, which isn't saying much because for some reason it seems to rain every Friday. So I think it might be the third concert they had. But uh, I had forgotten about this when they first opened in that first year. 
and the neighbors complained. And the city council, I believe, stepped in and MGM agreed that the music would end at 9 p.m. I forgot about that. I thought they were going to go to 10. But they and they even said, look, we, we you know, we were told we can't even we can't go even a couple of minutes after nine o'clock. But they didn't start till seven thirty. So why not have the show start at seven so that it's two hours? Was I mean it, was it supposed to start at seven? No, the no, the whole series begins seven thirty on Friday nights. Do you really want to listen to two hours of hair metal? I did. Those, really? those guys I've seen those guys a bunch of times at Sunny's and, and other places, but I mean but for an two, hour and a half. But for two hours yeah. of uh, you yeah. got the looks that kill or round yeah. and round from rat, do you really want that? They did uh, <laughs> probably six poison songs. Of which I, I thought there were only two. No, there's many uh, poison songs. Yeah. I usually try to cap it off at one. Yeah, no, they uh, they were good, but I just an hour and a half. Never mind well, all the work it go the bands go through setting up and getting ready to play. What day of the week was this? Friday. Friday night. Yeah, that's why they call See, it Friday I, night concerts. I, I, I'm I'm uh, yes, I get that. <laughs> I was like, asking. You I know what night song? Thursdays in my house. Yes, exactly. Um, no, I'm I'm asking because it just seems like you know if you were to do a a show at a nightclub, yeah, and you're do and the club is in a moderately residential area, you know, you can play to ten, eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I don't see why that's any different. I mean, maybe a little bit louder for for uh, for downtown, but well, on a Friday or Saturday, I got no problem with it going a little bit later. I, I totally know. get it. You know, Monday through Thursday, say yep. Sunday through Thursday night, because people got to work the next day. Mm-hmm. No, there was. Uh, I rem- I do remember that uh, people downtown were complaining because of the way the sound was bouncing off of the buildings downtown, and the city stepped in and said nine o'clock was the end. It's <sighs> like okay, well, fine, but start it earlier. It that's, should be a two-hour show. That's a bunch of hooey. And uh, and they also don't have the big stage that they used to have. Um, but I mean, these are these are good concerts. It's the Southern Plaza uh, at uh, at MGM, the one that is actually closer to Union Street. But it's a they had a great crowd show out there on Friday night. It's seven thirty two. News is next. A Rock One Hundred Two. Ready to. 7.35 at Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, receive $1,500 off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit ha- YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword ROCK102. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Well, following John's experience Friday night at the concert at MGM, a good old-fashioned protest in Amherst on Saturday night, a teacher's union rally, and apparently the message being communicated is that a living wage is a human right. About 100 gathered for the 90-minute demonstration near Town Hall in Amherst. The Amherst Pelham Regional School District teachers, para-educators, staff, and parents attended. They're not all dead? Apparently not. Well, then they must be making a living wage. Well, that's debatable. I mean, <laughs> what the- you know, I'm I'm just saying. I, I understand the desire for more money, but uh, to call it a living wage, mm-hmm. and you're not dying from the vision of your paychecks, 
it's a little counterproductive. Well, rents are skyrocketing these days as well, and cost of real estate. So costs are going up everywhere. Cost of going out for a meal now is skyrocketing. Well, I'm about to listen. I'm not out to uh, expose anybody here, but I just went on something called the internet, which uh, dispenses true information from top to bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, the average salary of a teacher in Amherst seventy eight thousand dollars. Okay, so mm-hmm. and in Amherst Pelham. Uh, it's $85,000. Now, granted, you get paid more with uh, uh, with a master's degree than you would with a bachelor's degree, but that may re- even reflect what those salary averages are. So, you know, would it be better, to, would it be great to pay teachers more? I think so, uh, but that's mostly because I'm married to one. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, consider what teachers have had to go through at least in the last year and a half, may, you know, teaching your kids from, from afar. Uh, to me, they deserve a hell of a lot more. But what the hell are they doing protesting on a Saturday? Why don't they protest on a school day? Because it's summertime and there are no school days going on right now. A good old-fashioned well, protest. A lot of fun on a Saturday night, maybe. Yeah, Who but knows? it's like, like uh, Chickabee having that protest yesterday. On a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Come on. The weekends are for relaxing. And protesting. Well, apparently in some places. Last two protests I've been to were both on a Saturday. Beautiful days, too. What were you protesting? I was protesting, uh, you know, certain political stances okay. uh, for my own, uh, my own uh, edification. Doing some break dancing while you're at it too, or not? Yeah, I did not bring my. Uh, I happen to have my very own piece of cardboard, which I do sometimes mm-hmm. uh, break dance on. But I did not feel as though that that uh, that would have maybe taken away from what I was trying to uh, protest. Do you have to bring your own cardboard, by the way, to a breakdancing competition? Is that like part of the whole deal? Or not? I do, but okay. yeah, everyone like does it. Wearing somebody else's underwear. <laughs> There's a new way to watch ball games at Polar Park in Worcester now. The Compass Tavern, located on Harding Street within the Canal District, allowing fans to park in their lot, and then they will drive them to Polar Park at relatively no cost. The only stipulation is people must purchase something at the Compass Tavern, anything from a single beer to a dinner for four, and then they'll get driven to a Woo Sox game at Polar Park and driven back in a special vehicle. How far is the distance? I don't know. That's a good question. You guys know the real estate better yeah, than no, I do. No, no, not at Worcester. Not at Worcester, not though, Worcester. But Canal okay. District? You know, uh, on the surface, I kind of like this idea. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's all kinds of holes in it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, how how are you supposed? They're going to be on time when the game is over. Where are you meeting? How far do I got to walk to get to my to get to my ride? Bitch, I'm going to have to bitch, deal with the crowds. Geez. No, I don't want this. I don't want anything to do with this. Well, you don't have to worry about your car. You don't have to worry about parking. All you got to do is buy a single beer and you get free transportation. Come man, on, man. Stay home and I don't have to worry about any of that. We can't catch the games at all. He's he's not a baseball fan. He's uh, never he's never no. ever ever going to go. I went to uh, I went to a yards goat game, how yard long, yard goats. How long ago? Well, it, it was no season last year, so uh, I would say either two or three years ago. All right, did you pay for the tickets, or did somebody else pay him, uh, pay for you? Um, I genuinely don't remember. And how was the parking experience? That in was Hartford? not bad. You could park directly across the street. Mm-hmm. See. Maybe you can't do that in Worcester. And, and I took the bike, so it was easy easy to get out. Listen, there's a lot of sketchy areas of Worcester. I, I, I don't really have a problem with some drunk in a bar driving my car back and getting me to and from the park. I don't know. The things I've heard about the, the way they've rebuilt Worcester over the last several years kind of sounds almost better than Springfield.
Except we got the casino. More politics at the Olympic Games. The German gymnastics squad is pushing back against the, quote, sexualization of women in gymnastics by wearing unitards that stretch all the way to their ankles. I think that's, I think there's other ways of, uh, you know, talking about those people, don't you think? <laughs> don't think they like the, being called the that. outfits that are unitards. Well, whatever, the, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm just impressed that they're able to go to the Olympics and compete. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I don't, there was a story I was reading a couple of weeks ago about, I don't remember which country it was, but I don't know that it matters. I think they are all wearing the same thing. That uh, the women beach volleyball players have to wear a bikini from Sweden. By the way, they got fined yeah. for not doing that, John. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, it, it does seem uh, a little ridiculous. I mean, who wants to look at hot Swedish girls in bikinis? Well, <laughs> listen, you're right. Uh, but you know what they were wearing were, uh, I thought, uh, somewhat revealing bicycle type shorts. You're talking about which now, the gymnastics squad or the bo- beach volleyball? The squad? beach vo- volleyball. I've seen the uh, the the German uh, unitard, as you like to you know, <laughs> insensitively say, but uh, you know it's, it's a it's a full body suit of of protection. And then you know, frankly, you know, you're talking about girls are 14, 15, 16 years old. They shouldn't be sexualized like that anyway. You're right, Doctor Lass- Nasser. Well, who's to say? Wait a minute, yeah. I, no, I'm not saying I'm not uh, anything like Doctor Nash. No, I, I, I was I the, think, it was the meaning that the opposite of Doctor. I Nash. think these women are right. I mean, why should they necessarily have to pl- to to compete in the uniforms that that are there? I mean, yeah. to me, there sh- it, it shouldn't really matter. And why well, shouldn't the guys have the male swimmers should have t-shirts on? You want to look at all those shaved nipples? Well, they they don't wear them because there's drag against those uh, uh, those uniforms. And by yeah, the but way, they would all have an equal level of drag. Actually, in the last Summer Olympics, weren't they wearing like a one a one piece a, a, one a onesie? Piece, the men too. Faster, yeah. it was a shirt. Yeah. Faster right. in the pool, less drag, yeah. as they say. Yeah, well, that's, see? but yeah. that's it. That you know, you you. I mean, we joke about it, but. You know, even those that that shave their body down to compete in swimming, mm-hmm. there's still a level of drag with uh, with body hair. Yeah. So you know, you got to eliminate that kind of stuff. And John, you mentioned big nipples, so I might as well bring up Australia's Ariane Titmus. That's her name. Mm. She beat Katie Ledecky in the pool earlier today. Now, the, what do her nipples have to do with well, it? Well, because her name is Titmus. Well, I, I, mean, I don't know about the must part. <laughs> I, she won the women's 400-meter freestyle. Katie Ledecky was supposed to take gold in all of these yeah, But Katie Ledecky is like 37 years old. <laughs> What's no, wait. Katie, Katie Ledecky? Fact-checker O'Brien over well, here on I mean, the job. She's, I mean, she's an older competitor. I mean, she's mm-hmm. still one of the great swimmers of all time. But, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes these youngsters are a little bit faster and and uh, and more competitive. Didn't slow down Michael Phelps when he was at an, an Phelps, advanced age. Phelps is a freak of nature. Yeah, he's, he's an aberration. She's uh, the uh, ripe old age of 24. See? 20, all, 24, 37, <laughs> practically the same age. <laughs> no, I think it was the water wings that probably slowed her down. <laughs> and uh, one more note from the Olympics. Congrats, and I love the name here, Vincent Hancock. He took a sweep. In the skeet shooting, he won the three gold medals in that event. First ever to win three gold medals in skeet shooting. And by the way, a double-double because Amber English for the U.S. winning the women's skeet shooting as well. I mean, I know they had 
target shooting, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know they do skeet they shooting. They do. They do uh, skeet <laughs> and scat. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, probably. Yeah, but right. these are new. These are not new events. They've been doing these yeah, for forever. I know, but still, you know, I mean, you you have a child, and you know that the kid is athletic, and and uh, and then they say to you one day, they say, "Mom, uh, Dad, I, I want to be in the Olympics one day." Oh, really, Billy? Well, what do you want to do? I want to shoot skeet. All right, Billy, we're going to start getting you on that short bus. <laughs> And you're worried about unitards. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, son. You're, you're too young to be shooting skeet. That's an old man's game. <laughs> and a return to normalcy for the Brimfield flea market. John, you brought this up earlier. Uh, apparently, a welcome relief to those involved. There had been turmoil behind the scenes at a flea market. Turmoil because of one particular officer, a policeman named Ryan Olsta. He had been involved in harassing and intimidating clients and customers. At the Brimfield Flea Market, well, he's no longer on duty there, so that has been taken off the books. Smooth sailing for the Brimfield Flea Market, and you claim you've never been there, John. No, I've never been to the flea market. I've been uh, to Brimfield. I've been through the flea market, but never actually stopped. Um, but yeah, they, they said uh, the cops were helpful this year instead of uh, being sons of bitches. And, and uh, Bax, you've been there. Have you been harassed, or have you done anything that would uh, cause harassment at the uh, Brimfield Flea Market? Or? I was I was told to put stuff down. I was told <laughs> to say if you if you're not going to buy it, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was asked to leave, but that's but but no problem. Nobody'd have to ask me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no one would have to ask you twice. No. Nope. That's news to me. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel on Rock 102. The weather today, highs in the high 80s, close to 90 with lots of sunshine. If you're not getting it, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.54 and ZZ Top on Rock 102. Uh, the fog it should be burning off if it, if it hasn't already, and it's going to be hot today. Today and tomorrow, highs about 90 it is uh, still 68 in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 wants to boost your bank account throughout the month of July with the Rock 102 Summer Stimulus brought to you by Dave Miner. Exterior home improvements every weekday throughout the month of July. We're giving out the keyword of the day. You go to rock102.com. You enter that keyword for your chance of winning the daily national prize of $1,000. It's Rock 102 Summer Stimulus brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement. Visit them at uh, daveminerroofing.com. Uh, the key word today is the word beach. 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 B-E-E-C-H. No. Son of a beach. No, no. Both of you are wrong. It's B-E-A-C-H. Ah, close. Damn it. You gotta, so close. you got to spell the key word, key word correctly in order to qualify for the $1,000. That's how I believe that's our first five-letter word. I think all the other um, ones before that were four. No, there have no? been a there was, oh. there was grass, I think. Oh. Oh right, yeah. yeah. I always forget and only put one S in there. There are a couple, of, and there's a couple of longer words coming up uh, later this week. Ooh, challenge! So but today is beach. You know, I like uh, I like the equality that uh, that we have now in the Olympics. Uh, what was it? 1983, I think we allowed the women to start performing uh, in the Olympics. What was that? It? No, it was uh, allowing them for quite a while. I didn't I didn't realize the difference between the men's and women's gymnastics. Uh, the men have the even parallel bars and the rings, uh, two things that the women do not have. 
That's kind of that's kind of interesting. I wonder why that is. I don't even know if the uh, the men's floor exercises are set to music. Hmm. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think they are. But I, I got th- those rings. Oh God. I, I I think one time in high school uh, I might have hung from them for a few seconds. Uh, but to. <laughs> To pull yourself up, no, to, to be able to be at that position where your arms are, are parallel to your body. That's the Iron Cross, by yeah. the way. Yeah, you know, I, I, uh, at, at this age, and, and you two old bastards are older than I am by, by a <laughs> fraction, but I, I look at something like that and I'm thinking, it's going to rip my shoulders right yeah. out of my body. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, I'm a chubby and- little man. It's, it's, it's going to, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to be left with stumps by the end of the uh, the competition. And as far as the even parallel bars are, the only time I'm ever going to use those is in rehab after my spinal surgery. Well, the guys can't use the uneven parallel bars because you see where it hits the women. Yeah. It hits them right there. I mean, Well, it hits them at the hip. Yeah, well, close enough. But I would think that, uh, no, I have seen men ha- men do uh, uneven parallel bars. Yeah. I remember when my niece was playing, was doing gymnastics, for Minichog, one of the teams had a had a uh, male on the team, and he he did the uh, he did the uneven parallel bars. He's yeah. now transgender, by the way. Yeah, we've well, yeah. he's also in two pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, he's been sawed in half. Yeah. yeah, I mean we've we've met Tim Daggett, and you know I met uh, oh yeah, yeah? Cart. Well, uh, well, he's from West Springfield. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Uh, I met uh, Bart Connor many years ago. The the he's, current uh, Mister uh, yeah, Nadia Comaneci, right? Met, met her too. You know, they're yeah. still so muscular and strong and powerful. You mm-hmm. know, they could probably still do it. Oh, hey, but if well, you're not if you're not in that kind of shape, man, you, I couldn't do any of these events. When Oksana Bayou was down in Connecticut, drunk driving, she was uh, yeah. <laughs> she was doing it like a gymnast. Yeah, well, she was walking the straight line yeah. like uh, like yeah. she was like on a balance, balance beam. Beam. Exactly. Yeah. Cops she, said, uh, we need you to do uh, eight steps forward. She yeah. did it. Should have seen her dismount. Yeah, she lost, she lost <laughs> a couple points off the breathalyzer with yeah. an illegal best dismount. It's 758 with Bax and O'Brien and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Cheap Trick on Rock 102. Fog will burn off, then it's going to get sunny and hot with a high today of about 90. 68 right now. Actually, it's up to 70. In downtown Springfield. And no rain today? (laughs) There's none in the forecast. That doesn't necessarily mean it won't rain, but there's none for today or tomorrow. I'm telling you, these these weather guys are liars. Well, it's it's one of these things where if you keep your eye on the radar and you look at the weather channel and and the the, uh, percentage of rain per hour... It, it can change. It, it, one time on Saturday, it went from 15% in the next hour to 70%. Because yeah. these these rain things just pop up out of nowhere. It's not like it's moving from one place to another. It just creates. We were we were in Vermont over the weekend, and and we haven't been able to go all that often because it's, you know rain every weekend. Mm. So yesterday was, I mean, Saturday was a nice day. So we said let's go. So we go, and it said in the forecast a 30% chance of rain. On Saturday night, it was a freaking monsoon. Is what we mm-hmm. got in there. I mean, it was a, it was unbelievable. This pounding, well, it was pounding per, rain. Thirty percent of a monsoon. I didn't see anything that said thirty percent monsoon uh, mm. probabilities, and yet we got drilled with rain. And doesn't the percentage refer not to the probability of rain, but to the percentage of the region? That could receive the rain. I, I read that I'd, somewhere. I, I, I thought it's to the probability. Yeah, I don't know. Who, they don't even know half the time. <laughs> right? 
So I'm reading uh, this story yesterday. It, it is obviously uh, a seller's market right now for, for home sales. And, uh, you know, people are putting dollar values on their homes and getting higher than what they're asking for it. And, and people are bidding against each other to try to buy homes. Are you talking about that story that came out last week about the Boston area? No. This is, uh, this is one I read yesterday, not about any particularly specific area, but people, sellers, who are taking things with them. Uh, the kinds of things that you normally leave behind in a home when you sell it. Uh, mid-range refrigerators, stoves, dishwashers. The problem with that is right now you, you, you've also read about shortages of appliances. Well, that's, yeah, but that's why they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so actually, unfortunately, the sell, I mean, the buyer comes in spending all this money, and now they have to wait months to get a refrigerator or a stove yeah, or a but dishwasher. You, but when you buy a house, it's in the contract that you're leaving stuff behind. It's oh, not. Yeah? I mean, it, and it's always been that way. And, yeah. You know, I mean, when we left uh, our house in Springfield, we weren't going to bring any of the appliances with us we got all new stuff but we were able to do it without much of a problem there it, was today um, is very different one couple in manhattan and insisted on keeping the sink where the daughter learned to brush her teeth 50 years ago they kept it for emotional reasons yep. it, it was shaped like a seashell so they wanted to have it another one another seller kept the toilet because First of all, it was one of these modern ones where uh, when you walk in the room, the thing lights up and the lid lifts, Ooh, and oh. it had a bidet in it as well. I like the sound of that. I could, yeah. use, I could use better lighting in the bathroom. And she wanted it because it was something her husband had wanted, and he just passed away, so she took that with her as well. But um, you know, if it were uh, to me, if it were a matter of you know grabbing the old toilet because it's got like a three you know, like a three gallon flush mm. as opposed to a two cup flush, mm -hmm. I would take it. Yeah. I would I would I would take an old fashioned toilet over on these newfangled jobs any day. They're also uh, you know they say that generally if you do this stuff, it's replaced with contractor grade equivalents. But there there are. There was one where it was like uh, the agreement was made on the sale verbally, and then before the contract came along, the sellers, I've, I'm trying to remember what it was now that they added in at the end, which basically cost the buyers another ten grand, and because the buyers were you know already outbid a number of other times and they really wanted this house, they went ahead and did it. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I, if I were at that closing, uh, if the buyer wanted them, they could pay $10,000 for secondhand Samsung appliances. The buyers were livid as the demand was not mentioned in the listing for the $430,000 apartment in Brooklyn. And uh, they, Brooklyn yeah, or Brookline? Brooklyn. They, uh, this is the New York Times. They, uh, they kept the kitchen appliances and the washer and dryer, and said to the buyers, "You want them? It's another ten grand." <laughs> I mean, the thing is, because the housing market is uh -huh. the way that it is, if if they're not well, if they can't get it, they'll just sell it to somebody else. Because but, there's oftentimes yep. bidding wars and another seller that's not going to cause them any headaches. But I would not have a problem at the closing signing that contract. 
and then using profanities against the seller. Yeah, well, what does that get you? Peace of mind. It doesn't get you a peace of mind. It gives you me still, peace of mind. It gives you no peace just, of mind. You could, thank you, a-hole. That's what I would actually say at the closing in front of the lawyers. Yeah, but you're, you're once still, I signed it, you're still going to need appliances. I've got them because I just paid ten thousand dollars to this a hole to keep them in the house. <laughs> there was a story last week on Mass Live. I'm just showing you how out of whack people are are being when it comes to to buying houses. There was a story about uh, the Boston housing market and how there's such a lack of inventory that houses are being bought cash offers yep. for a hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over asking price. That's I mean, can you, even, and, can you even imagine that? And you don't need a realtor necessarily, which is not a knock against realtors. You can do it yourself by just putting a sign out there because of the demand. Listen, if if I'm going to get two hundred fifty thousand dollars over asking price mm-hmm. from my house, yeah. I don't have no problem giving the realtor is five or six percent of it. That's really? a, that's a huge. I mean, that's not even. I mean, I, I may inflate the price anyway, mm-hmm. knowing that I may you know establish a bidding war, and then to get that much more over the top. And never mind the appliances or windows or, or the doors. You know, that's. I mean, it's all. I mean, it, it's just it, it's outrageous. Yeah, this but- is happening with cars too. Uh, my son, who will be thirty-five this year, just got a used car recently, and the car dealership that sold him the car is begging for him to take the car back so they can then resell it at a much higher profit that they sold him to, like it was like three or four months ago. So wait a minute, they sold him the car yes. and now they want it back? Yes, so they can, they can resell it at a far greater price. How long has he had the car? Three, four months. Isn't there a name for that? You give somebody something and then you take it back well, again? Well, you're going mean, to pay for it. Well, you're going to pay a little more than, than what he paid and then you're going to sell it for a lot more than that. Because I'm not aware of, of that term. Hunts, what's that? I'm not aware of that. Term. Yeah, yeah. Is it, you're, you're Indian giver? Is no, that what you're saying? No, yeah. can't say it's a, that. It's a, guardi- it's a guardian giver. Exactly right. The problem is, you know, with the house thing, as nice as it would be to make that much more money than your asking price, where are you going? You so, got to buy a house too. So that's so that's the rub on on this whole thing. You got to find a place to go. But you know, whenever you can sell, whenever you sell a house. You know, in the past, you've always been able to do it contingent upon certain things. Right. So it could be, we won't close on this house until I have found a house to live in. Mm-hmm. So it's contingent on me buying another house. That's, but that's why you, you have your camper. But even if you buy another one, <laughs> that would be the thing for you to do. Because otherwise, yeah, you're going to spend that much more buying a house. You might make a good price <clears throat> on the house you're moving out of, but you still have to move into one unless you have a camper. That's what you should do. Good planning, Bex. Which I which I do. I just don't want to do an hour and fifteen minute drive into work. Well, isn't it mobile? Couldn't you move it somewhere else if you had if you had to? It is not mobile. Oh well, I have heard stuck there. I have heard of remote broadcasting. I know it's a rumor, but uh, I've heard of that before. Except, except, see the difference between what you were doing and Southern Vermont is I have absolutely no internet. Uh, mm. Connection yeah. or connectivity uh, at all? Well, why would you live there? Be- well, first of all, I can't get it connected to the internet because of where it sits and the land that it's on. Oh. You know, so when I go, I'm doing things like reading books. You're off the grid. And yeah, I am off the grid. I, yeah. I can receive a phone yeah. call. Uh huh. I could send a text as long as it's with with less than five words. Good enough. But anything else? 
Forget it. Where are you finding books in Vermont? I'm actually bringing my books oh, here okay. right. to there because right. I believe the library rented right. out their one and only book. Yeah, right. Even the magazines in the dentist's office. But I'll tell you, though. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I got a whole stack of highlights I got to get through. <laughs> Brand new because the dentists of Vermont are very lonely. Some goofus and gallant reading is exactly. always a good idea. But, you know, the thing about the, the thing about the RV, which is so awesome, is, mm-hmm. you know, you would think, that, well, that's got to be an opulent expense. But it was a used RV, mm-hmm. and it's less than the cost of a car. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not paying a whole hell of a lot uh, to to have it up there. You just talked a few minutes ago about how you would keep the toilet that takes the five-gallon flush over the newfangled two-gallon flush. Right. You're in a mobile home. If it's anything like the ones we've spent the last 20 Mayflower marathons in, isn't that a pedal you put your foot on and you get a cup of water that pushes all that crap out of well, there? Well, I no, I can I can keep pushing it because I'm hooked up to a well, so I can push oh, that thing for like okay. an hour and a half and all never right. and never have to worry about it. In Besides, the parking lot of the Hall of Fame, well, the, I think we have a, a pitcher well, of water. The thing is, uh, I'm not uh, you know I, I'm not at a at a at a trailer park. I'm at the I'm at the woods on a farm. Mm-hmm. So oh, nature is my end. is my toilet. <laughs> Yeah, I can go. I can go to the bathroom anywhere I damn well please. The woods in a park in Vermont. It's not in a park. I'm sorry. What did you just say? The woods a farm. Where? Farm. Farm. Yeah, it's on the farm. Woods on a farm. Yeah, in Vermont. Mm. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something. That sounds like living uh, with no internet. It is as nice, if not nicer, than anything we've stayed in. You got a TV. At- I got two TVs. You can get TV uh, coverage. I got uh, I got a a DVD player. No, I don't have. I don't. It's not hooked up to cable. Yeah, I can't. No internet. Can't, no I can't cable. get a cable yep. hookup up there. Oh yeah, this sounds like a dream. Well, I, there's a very good reason why I haven't asked you to join me up there. Oh, it, 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 you haven't asked me to join you in Hamden. No, I, of course not. Well you, well, you haven't asked me to go to Chickabee in a long time uh, either. I'll tell you what, by the time they found my body in that trailer up in Vermont. I love it. I'd be I'm, lucky if there were bones left. I, I, I like being disconnected from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glorious. Um, by the way, guys, the percentage of rain in an area does refer to the area forecasted not the probability of rain i read that in a few different websites what do you mean the area okay so it says here uh the percentage of the area forecast by the meteorologist is what they're referring to in other words a 30 percent chance of rain means expect rain just in 30 percent of the forecasted area not a 30 percent probability of rain i have never heard anything like that look it up on any website you please doesn't make sense Mm mm-hmm Look it up on any website. I'm going to find that on Pornhub. Where'd you find that? (laughs) Totalhorsecrap.com? I'm not disclosing my sources, but it's in numerous sources. I'll say that. There you go. Dave Dave Coombs, the Cliff Clavin of the show. (laughs) I got the white socks on, too. There you go. It's 824 on Rock 102. Team USA is ready for the Olympic Games. E7 with Max and O'Brien to Rock 102. You know, as somebody who uh, really enjoys hanging on to a good, long grudge, uh... (laughs) It's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch the Olympics and and think you know we are the only country in the world that ever used a nuclear bomb twice and both of them went on to this country and now we're playing 
ping pong and judo and badminton. Listen, as long as we've been buying their products over the years, then all of a sudden all is forgotten. That's not bad. I mean, I just, I can't imagine going to uh, my neighbor's house, let's say, with with a bulldozer, plowing down the whole house with them and the kids and the dog inside, and then, you know... Five years later, because I'm doing this proportionally, five years later, we're having a barbecue together. Well, you know, again, you know, some people are, uh, you know, quick to forgive. Yeah. And uh, and really, that's, uh, I think that's a wonderful thing. Good for them. The Japanese people, despite the fact we decimated hundreds hundreds of thousands of them in the course of like three days, uh, let all bygones be bygones. They they are... That's the kind of forgiving I'll never have. When they came up with the uh, you know digital uh, clocks and uh, wristwatches and stuff like that, and we went bananas over that stuff, then all of a sudden, like you know, hey, the Americans, uh, as long as you don't piss them off, they're not that bad. They're but, really actually quite nice people mm-hmm. with lots of money. Yep. Just look out in the skeet shooting competition between the two countries. Then you could get into trouble. By the way, did you know that? Uh, I told you I have this uh, this app that reads me the news. So I'm reading or listening to these stories about the Olympics. I never knew the uh, the game is called badminton. Yes. Yes. I thought it was mitten. M-I-T-T-O-N. Nope. Do, you, do you ever see them play with mittens? Uh, no, but I don't see them play bad either. My favorite, my favorite sport, by the way, to watch in the Olympics, except for the women's pole vaulting, because I like to watch the bodies. But badminton is fantastic. Never, ever knew it was written, uh, spelled that way. The points yeah, never right. end. They never end. It's great. Hmm. Not everybody calls it a birdie either. Yeah, I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I'm uh, comfortable uh, with that. Uh, yeah, I'm I, not. I see my career flashing before my eyes every time I think about that game. Stay with birdie. <laughs> it's 829. News is next on Rock 102. Ready to get back? 8.32 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel. Today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Guys, Provincetown has a COVID problem again in an emergency virtual meeting last night. The popular Cape Cod Community Select Board voted to authorize Town Manager Alex Morse to order an indoor mask requirement until the COVID-19 testing positivity rate dips below 3%. It's been on the uptick recently, so... Indoor masks, if you're headed to Provincetown. And, John, I know you're Block Island coming up, perhaps. I don't know if that's going to apply there or not. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a little bit worried about it. Supposed well, to be going there, uh, not this weekend, but well, the next one. The, the difference is, is you're going to get people going to Provincetown from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to get the same type of people going to Block Island. It's not to say it won't be busy, it won't be, uh, you know, it won't be... Uh, you know, crammed together in certain places, but it is kind of a different crowd that goes there as opposed to the Cape. I'm told it's kind of expensive, too. It's very expensive. Very expensive? Well, like uh, when uh, Dr. Wes Chesterson was in here last week, what he told you was every because there's no real, you know, there's, there's no manufacturing, there's no distribution areas in, the, in, uh, in Block Island. Everything has to be brought over by the ferry. Mm-hmm. And the ferry costs money, mm-hmm. and that means everything's got to be sorted and done, you know, as it arrives. So you're going to pay a premium for the things that you're looking for. But on the other hand, it's a Block Island is beautiful. Yeah, it's a but, great place to go, but it will be a little pricey. And for a, a tight wad like you, that's something to consider. You might want to bring come, a few extra bucks. Come on, COVID! Come on, COVID! Keep that spread going. Did you buy the uh, the uh, vacation insurance? Uh, no. 
then no. you're screwed if, come on, COVID happens. The last time I bought insurance for something, I got screwed anyway when I bought the concert ticket insurance, and then I ended up canceling the concert insurance before canceling the tickets. So, yeah, but uh, that's your own damn fault. Plus, it's an Airbnb anyway. So, you know, since I rent my home through Airbnb, I know that if it's a COVID issue, I, I'll get the money back. Well, boy, I hope I catch it fast. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of thing is happening everywhere. There's a bar in Boston named Jacques Cabaret, and they're requiring proof of vaccination now mm-hmm. if you want to go maskless in their bar to see shows. I'm actually kind of surprised that you haven't seen more people asking for proof. Mm-hmm. I know that you know it's all kind of in the honor system, but kind of surprised that you haven't had to show your card or mm-hmm. you know, a picture of your yep. card or, or something. Hey, that's coming, apparently. I'm still uh, amazed by these these people. And I'm sorry. I just, it's a, it's a hard, it's hard to work up sympathy for these people who are now being diagnosed with COVID and giving these speeches about how wrong they were to refuse to get the vaccine well, I, I and would, how much they wish they had gotten it now. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, you know, even someone who's saying uh, who's refusing to be vaccinated. But, yeah. you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is it's the only it's the only thing we have to prevent yeah. it or fight it. I don't necessarily wish it on anybody. But when you see these doctors and nurses who are, again, absolutely exhausted from these long shifts because they have to deal with all these people who thought it was fake or it wasn't going to affect them. I think I'd be a little bit slower running to their room when a code blue went off. Got more bar news for you guys. A recent poll from Mass Inc. indicated 70% of Massachusetts residents support ending happy hour bans on alcoholic drinks at bars and restaurants. The ban has been in place for about four decades in Massachusetts and 10 other states of the union. Yeah. Right Ma- about the time I started drinking legally. Mm. They got rid of them in I mean, they got rid of them here in Massachusetts, like right after I moved to Mass. Connecticut's had them, still has them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we should absolutely uh, have them back. I mean, for God's sake, you can smoke marijuana. Why can't you have a two-for-one drink? Well, Representative Mike Connolly, a Democrat from Cambridge, has filed a bill that would open a discussion about whether or not lifting the ban would be viable. Well, I, I, we, t- we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I really would like to see the statistics here in Massachusetts. You know that now you've had four decades of of uh, banned to, to happy prove hours. It, yeah. you know, whether or not it's had any effect on drunk driving or not. It probably has, mm-hmm. but ha- is it enough to continue justifying banning it? I don't know how you would even make that assimilation. Even even if you said, well, you know, here's the year we've started banning them, and as of that year, we had three percent less drunk driving accidents. I mean, three uh, percent less drunk driving deaths. Then you'd be like, okay, but how many accidents? How many times did people get in an accident and not die from it? So then it becomes all these qualifiers, and it would be hard to do. You know, the point is I don't think you're any more dangerous doing it here than you are doing it in Connecticut. And you know what? If a customer is drunk in a bar, the bar is still going to at some point cut you off. Yeah, it's their responsibility to cut you off. And it, and it will be even if you're getting uh, two-for-ones. I used to love happy hours when I was uh, living out of uh, out of state. <sighs> Pumpernickel Pub yeah. in Enfield. It was uh, every other drink was a nickel. Wow. Yeah. Nothing I, bad could happen there. I remember a place that I used to go to. It was uh, it, you, you buy two drinks, and they gave you free nachos. 
Hmm. Well, how do you how do you say no to that? You well, gotta, that's not really a. Uh, uh, you got to buy that. You got to buy two drinks at once in order to get the nachos. Yeah, but I think you can do that now in Massachusetts. You just can't, you can't. discount the liquor. I think if you're if you're charging two drink if you're charging normal prices for two drinks and then throwing in nachos, that's okay. I don't know. You can't I mean, discount it, the booze. I can see you know one drink in the nachos, but two drinks mm-hmm. is promoting extra drinking. Sure it is. On the other hand, these were exceptional nachos, they so it's hard to not. You know, and, and but it came in a small plate. It wasn't like a lot of nachos. Yeah. So if you wanted more nachos, two more drinks. Two more drinks. Yep. And you know that's I mean that could be your dinner if you're playing your cards right. At so least I, you thought they were exceptional at the age that you were enjoying them. So Max. I right. So I would get martinis because yeah. you know martini is a drink and a snack sure. at the same time. Sure, so, get your fruit in there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't, I didn't want just, just unhealthy chips and cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted also you know, vegetables, vegetables, for, you know, fruit, whatever. My vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And your four martinis. I, I was happy after that first hour. Yeah. I can tell you that. Bar story number three. There's a place called The Schoolyard. And I say it that way because it's spelled Y-A-H-D. The Schoolyard. The Schoolyard. Yeah, it's uh, located Route 12 in West Boylston, and it trades on the nostalgic feelings that we all have as adults. It's an adult playground. They've got a monstrous indoor facility, home to pickleball courts, a wiffle ball field. I'm it, d- giant chess pieces and a near six foot Connect Four game. This is all indoors. Yes. Yeah, maybe closed in they're six g- months. They're they're <laughs> going to add oversized game boards of Candyland and shoots and ladders as well. Make it four, four months. <laughs> Stocked with beer taps and a kitchen specializing in what kind of food for nostalgia? Come on, you can guess. No, I can't. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, that's right. three months. Yeah, you I know, wouldn't even open this place. <laughs> I knew a bar year, many, many years ago that uh, you know their thing was had a big bar with food, but then they had volleyball courts mm-hmm. indoors, yep. and they made a bloody fortune yes. doing it because they were running tournaments the sure. entire time. Yeah. Mm. So every and so you know, they made as much with volleyball as they made with alcohol sales. Mm-hmm. It, it literally was like a 50-50 split of their business. It was a wonderful idea. If I had the kind of capital I would need to run those two facilities, I would do it. Sonny's has uh, outdoor beach volleyball courts. Yeah. I've never seen them being used, though. That's out. That's outdoors, but with regular indoor courts, mm-hmm. you can run tournaments all year long. Yeah, but uh, it just seems counterproductive to be having booze and athletics. It, it, it seems that way, but it's really not. It's like I remember when uh, New England Health and Racket was around the health club that had a full bar in it i never you could do for it the life of me understood you could do an hour worth of squats and then uh, another and, hour's worth of pints yes yeah, you can just you can destroy your progress uh-huh. with my ties after a good jug <laughs> if you really timed it right you do both at the same time but did they have dunkaroos and devil dogs the schoolyard's gonna have all of that i like devil way. dogs mm-hmm Disability advocates have been fighting the use of electric shock devices for decades in Massachusetts. In 2020, advocates felt like they got a win when the U.S. Food and Drug Administration banned these devices. Well, earlier this month, that ban was overturned. The devices are used at only one facility in the entire country, the Judge Rotenberg Center in Canton. Wow. So Yeah, yeah, the only one in the whole country. And... uh, 
Actually, the funny thing is, I, I was reading something about this a few weeks ago. Many of the parents of the kids, and I'm not talking, I don't know what ages we're talking about, but many of the parents of the kids are actually in support of this. Of the shock therapy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're they right about that. They say that they have noticed an improvement in their children's behavior. Mm-hmm. It's the rest of the country who doesn't have experience with this kind of stuff, who just hears the words uh, shock apparatus or whatever the hell the thing is called. Well, I think it's come a long way in the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, many, many years ago when like state mental hospitals are still open, before they were, you know, like electroshock therapy was used in a more sophisticated way, mm-hmm. they would use it for nearly anything. Yeah, like, yeah. And they would sometimes use it for disciplinary reasons for someone that was, you know, either having a psychotic you know, break or whatever it was. But there are specific mental disorders uh, in which shock pe- therapy has been very effective. Yeah. Yep. You're right. It just Come- doesn't make sense to just use a lamp with two exposed wires now. Mm-hmm. It's called or, even, so- or even putting like two nine volt batteries on your mouth, on, yeah, your, on yeah. your tongue. On your tongue. Yeah. I, I think the character in Homeland, Claire, Claire what's mm-hmm. her name? I think, uh, she, yeah. I think she was subjected to it, and it, it worked in her case, yeah. but I, it was yeah. just fiction. Who knows? But this was for uh, disciplinary purposes for minors, but the parents, many parents were in support. Speaking of minors, kids may be without certain food items, according to the Wall Street Journal, when they return to school this fall. Shortages in juice boxes, hamburger beef patties, and chicken tenders are expected this fall. Even Will they the- uh, still have pizza burgers? Doesn't say anything about that, John, so that may be okay. Uh, but it's all due to labor deficiencies and supply chain issues. Even <laughs> actual lunch trays themselves will be in short supply. I love pizza burgers. It was a burger. It tasted like a pizza. I uh, found uh, that most of the food that was served in the Dighton Rehoboth Regional School System was mm-hmm. garbage. Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, even the Jello didn't taste right. Sue somebody then. You grew up on that food. You must have some sort of lawsuit that you can level against them. Uh, you didn't have the five-star chefs we had in Enfield. Apparently not. <laughs> I had no idea that you weren't like a Michelin star-rated and, uh, school system. Well, uh, yeah, but it was the tire company. Um we, you know, I talked about that on the air years ago about that cream. Remember about the cream turkey and the mashed potatoes? The one that looked like vomit. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was the redeeming value. Um, and then uh, I, we got a phone call from uh, Westfield High School, and I was invited out there for lunch. They had the very same thing, and, and it was one of those deals where it just took you back. Took me back 40, 50 years. To uh, to the Enfield schools and and eating it out there. Well, they got to serve that at the schoolyard too. Then in West Boyle, yeah. well, what's the deal with no trays? Again, so have they supplies? changed the trays nope. since we were in school? They're just having a hard time either manufacturing them in large quantities or shipping them out in large. Quantities. How often do you have uh, to uh, say, turn they, over trays? They seem seemingly indestructible, right? Like like they're probably still using the same ones they had when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, I used to get beaten over the head with trays. They never <laughs> broke. We used to use them uh, to slide down the hill in wintertime in college, by the way. So maybe they got broken there. Maybe right? then. I mean, it, in my school system, we had like three kinds of milk there was a uh, whole milk spoiled milk and frozen milk those are the three kinds of milks you could choose from every single day and the whole milk was spelled without a w and that's what i'm getting at 
And now, that, now they've got all the percent, 2%, 1%, 5%. It's 2% of my ass. Skim whatever you want. It's 2% of my ass. LeVar Burton hosting Jeopardy this week, guys. All because of a petition signed by 250,000 fans who wanted the actor uh, to be the host of Jeopardy. So this is his special week. This is why 22 and probably everybody is doing this. 22 is making a big deal about how you can watch Jeopardy on the CW. I think it's at 10:30 in the morning because with NBC carrying the Olympics in many markets, Jeopardy is not being shown at 7 or 7:30 at night mm-hmm. because of Olympic coverage. And because they're doing this guest hosting thing, and particularly with LeVar Burton, because he's seemingly the front runner for the job, right? Um, they're making special arrangements so that people don't have to miss a week of Jeopardy. You know, huh? it, it takes a special kind of talent to, for a, a game show host to take over for a legendary game show host. Mm-hmm. Particularly yep. one that doesn't have game show hosting well, experience. Drew Carey didn't have game show hosting experience yeah. when he took over from Bob, uh, Bob Barker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how much uh, game show experience either Ray Coombs or Steve Harvey had taking over Richard Dawson in Family Feud. Well, Ray point. probably didn't have enough, which is why it was such a bummer that, for him. That's, that's and, why it was so short of a time. Ended the way it did, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Today, guys, is National Final o- Jeopardy. Yes. Was really <laughs> Final Jeopardy for Ray Very Combs. apropos for yeah. him. Today's National Ant. Is it Aunt or Ant, by the way? What do we prefer? How do you spell it? A U N T. Aunt. Today's National. You say Aunt. Like, a, it's, 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 I, like the aughts. Yeah, I would say Aunt. Today is National Aunt and Uncle's Day. Do you have a favorite? Among your aunts and uncles? Uh, Who live in the listening area? Gee, <laughs> let me uh, make sure I point it out. To All them. of my favorite aunts and uncles are uh, now uh, passed on. Really? Yeah. Well, that's too bad. Mine are, uh, I suppose, still alive. <laughs> Meaning what? <laughs> You're that close, aren't you? I mean, they're, they're, they're barely they're, holding they're, on. They're right on that edge, uh, uh, yeah. My Aunt Helene, by the way. Got stuck in a bathtub one time. She was so large. She was supposed to come over for Thanksgiving dinner. What's up? Where is she? My grandfather had to go over to her apartment and rescue her, literally lift her out of the bathtub. Stuck in a bathtub. Stuck in a bathtub. Good old wow. Aunt Helene. And uh, did she still come over for Thanksgiving? Sure, absolutely. Mm. And which, of course, made her only a little bit larger mm-hmm. by Black Friday. <laughs> it's true. She had one hair, by the way, corkscrewing out of the bottom of her chin. Oh, that's a hot it's woman. a real looker. She had, supposed, she was single her whole life, by the way. No, no kidding. kidding. Yeah, geez, why do you suppose that is? She claims she had one suitor ask for her hand in marriage, but since his last name was Smith, just like hers, she turned him down. Ah. That's her story, by the way. Wow, Helene Smith. Mm-hmm. I told you about that that have one to, time. I'll have to Google image that one. <laughs> the first time we did uh, CPR, we we ended up, uh, I was like 18 years old, I think. We ended up, we go to a house and uh, on a Sunday morning, this was when I was working, working with the Enfield police, and uh, there's a woman sitting at the kitchen table and she's unresponsive. We're knocking, we're knocking, waiting. We really weren't waiting because we knew she was unresponsive. So we go into the house and we go, we each grab an arm and the chair comes up with her. She was, she was that big. There you go. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, 
it was not pretty. Weather highs in the high 80s today, nearing 90 with lots of sunshine. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel on the news. That is new. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 856 and Queen on Rock 102. By the way, if you ever missed the Bax and O'Brien show, check out the uh, the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, or directly from BaxandO'Brien.com. It's all brought to you by the Wealth Technology Group of Westfield and Gary Thomas. And Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest, Colin Molding from XTC, guy who very rarely grants an interview. Got one uh, for him uh, from him, and it's available right now at BaxandO'Brien.com. So I've learned my lesson enough now about watching TV shows and going in one, two, maybe three episodes and thinking, eh, this is crap, and turning away, and then finding out later uh, that it was actually very good. And I, I give it a second chance, and it turns out, yeah, I just needed to stick it out a little longer. So I got this new uh, iPhone a couple of months ago, and along with that is a year of free Apple TV. Right. And there wasn't uh, a lot I could think of that I wanted to see, but I just kept hearing and reading stuff about this Ted Lasso, uh, this uh, Jason Sudeikis show. Yeah, I hear it's great. Maybe in the fourth episode. <laughs> really? Because, uh, and this is what I mean. I know it's early, you know, that they just put a second season out. Uh, I'm only three episodes in. But I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not seeing it yet. It's supposed to be full of not just entertainment, but uh, coaching tips for those well, that's in not business. Why I'm watching. All right. You I, know, don't, you know, I don't you... plan to be a coach. Well, I don't, and I don't mean a sports coach. I just mean anyone who is involved in uh, you know coaching and influencing employees in a business. Nah. I mean, the, the whole deal, so it's a British uh, soccer team, and Ted Lasso was a american college football coach and uh the owner the female owner of the soccer team is trying to trash the team Uh, because her husband who was a philanderer left her the team and she's trying to bury it so she's hired this guy ted lasso who really doesn't know anything about soccer it's slap shot and I, and I'm, I'm expecting it's going to be one of these things where he's going to turn into a great uh, soccer coach and they're going to win but uh, just not not that funny. You make, you make it sound like Paul Newman and Slapshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Hanson brothers are going to start playing with that team now. Coach so, Reggie Dunlap. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's like, a, listen, there's a bunch of shows that you know you hear about from people. And they say, oh, it's the greatest show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that show. And you give it a try, and it's like, I don't I don't get this at all. And be, you know, believe me, as someone who went uh, 55 years of his life never giving a rat's ass about zombies, and then being talked into watching The Walking Dead and falling in love with it. Say, and I, I've, um, I've given it a shot. And me too. I, I don't like it. Me? I don't like. I don't like that. But then I also don't like uh, the CSI franchise or you know the Law and Orders. To me, it's like the all, whole franchise. You're right off the whole franchise. Every single episode to me just seems to be one giant walking cliche. Oh. With your backs, I don't. I just don't get mm-hmm. it. I mean, I, I never ever gave a second to uh, the Miami one because I couldn't stand David Caruso, but. Uh, you Ted Danson? Listen, I like Ted Danson, but even a Ted Danson isn't gonna save a you know a, a weak script with harebrained ideas. I'll tell you what, nothing wrong with that Mark Helgenberger. Well, I agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, ten years ago. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I got another pro- no prompt. That's not the reason I don't like the show. You know, I mean. Yeah, Mariska Hargitay, I could watch her act all day long. But, mm-hmm. you know, if the show's not that great, mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything for me. Boy, I tell you, you see those old 
Law and Order SVUs on uh, USA. Yeah. And then uh, like this season, it's like big change. It's uh, nine, <laughs> nine o'clock. Big change. With Paxton O'Brien and Dave Coombs and Rock 102. GG in.